0: Hello and welcome back to the Ultimate Sports Fan Podcast. Uh today we are gonna be talking about the NFL Draft and also I just wanna let you know that I might be changing the name to uh something else soon, but for now it's still the Ultimate Sports Fan podcast. But anyway, uh the NFL Draft was started last night at uh eight eight pm Eastern time and uh it was held in Las Vegas and I just thought I'd come on the podcast and talk about some things that I uh I noticed. And the first thing is the location of the draft. Watching it, it felt like uh, it felt like the draft was just in an alley, like behind a bunch of buildings. So, it kind of a weird location. Like the fact it was in Las Vegas was kind of cool, because like you'd think it'd be like a pretty like party town, like excited for the draft, but they just do it like where you, like the shots of the city going to commercial break. You couldn't even see the draft stage, which is kind of weird. you think they would have it like in front of one of the most like f- famous buildings? But they just kind of had it in a weird location. But uh, moving on from there, we're gonna go on to the to picks now. And uh, first pick of this draft was Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. He's a edge rusher, outside line, uh, defensive lineman, and he's going to Jacksonville now. And one thing is that he's had trouble getting some sack numbers at Georgia, uh, and. Uh, people are worried that, like, uh, like last night on the on the ESPN bro- broadcast, they're talking about how now he doesn't have to play. Hopefully, he won't have to play inside a lot at, at Jacksonville, but he didn't play a lot inside a, at Georgia anyway. But like, it's kind of weird for Trayvon Walker because usually, if you think about Trevor Lawrence last year, we knew he was going to be the first overall pick in his draft class for like years. But with uh, Trayvon Walker, you didn't even know he was going to be like a for sure top. Like, he was like late first round. When mock draft started to happen, so this is after the combine and his pro day, though, there uh, he jumped all the way up to number one. So hopefully, for Jacksonville fans' sake, he's not a bust. Although it's like high hit or miss at number one, which is not something I would want to be doing. It's like at number one overall. You got You can't miss number one. You can't spend another year as the worst team in the NFL. Because if you get back to back to back number one overall picks, that just your fans probably don't even think of you as an NFL team anymore. You're just like that minor league team. Uh, hopefully, Trayvon Walker can be a good athlete, have good projections. He has good projections. That's why they picked him number one. So, moving on to number two. And it's Aiden Hutchinson. His dad played for Michigan. He played for Michigan, and he's going to stay in the state of Michigan for his pro career. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson doesn't have the longest arms, but he's uh, pretty good size at six six. And he actually had double the amount of sacks as uh, Kayvon Thibodeau did, who was the fifth overall pick. Uh, I think that Aiden Hutchinson is a good pick. He really performed well in the season, being the runner-up to uh, for high, high for highest man trophy. So Aiden Hutchinson is a good pick for the for the Lions. As as uh, so remember the, the the Lions put up their their pick right away. Their the pick was in as soon as the Jacksonville pick came in. So. Uh, I think the Lions are happy. I think Lions fans are happy about that. All right, moving on to number three, which people believe is the biggest surprise. I thought that Texans might go offensive lineman, uh, but they went for Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU, and of course, uh, he was very good cornerback in 2019 as he was a freshman on the LSU national championship team. However, with COVID and injuries, he just hasn't been the same. He didn't play much last year for a. A subpar lsu team but uh if you look back to 2019 he was very good and the texans are hopefully uh trying to hope he's the player from 2019 however i could see this being a very texans move and he just comes a bust but i guess we'll see all right ahmad gardner aka sauce gardner from cincinnati went to number four to the jets and uh sauce gardner he's a uh, He's real. He's really good quarterback. But people are like, like one th- a couple of concerns I have is one. It looked like when they were showing his highlights, it looked like he was doing maybe some holding pass interference. Very handsy player. And I feel like in the NFL, they're gonna call that more. And he's just not gonna be able to stick with some of the top receivers. That's like. The, I'm not for sure that he's not, I'm not saying he's definitely not gonna be able to stick with the top wide receivers because like his stats were so good. He didn't allow a single touchdown his whole collegiate career. And he played some good teams. He was in the American Athletic Conference, but he played good teams. There's some good SMU teams, some good uh some good Houston teams that he played in his career. He also played Notre Dame, Alabama. So, I mean, he did play good teams. It's not like he went to the American Athletic Conference and played a, a bunch of really bad teams every single game. Like he he was he was a good he was a good player. Uh, he played good players. He, it's like it's 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 one of the better conferences in, in the country. It's not like it's not like the SEC or the Big Ten, but it's still a good conference. Playing some big games. So, Sauce Gardner, number four to the Jets. And then, number five, the Giants picked Kayvon Thibodeau. And everybody thought, like, I feel like for the past couple years, everybody thought Kayvon Thibodeau might be the number one pick in his class, but he got injured last year at Oregon, and he just didn't get as many sacks as um, maybe people thought he would. So, he falls down to number five. I felt like there was a chance that he might have fallen back even farther, like to edge of the top ten. But nope, he gets picked up by the Giants at five. Probably a good decision because they really struggle with pass rush. Uh, number six, you got Carolina picking uh, Iquanu from NC State. Uh, he's the number one ta- uh, number one offensive lineman in this draft. Uh, he has been thought about that as, for some time, and he's a very big dude. Um, at NC State, he played really well last year He kind of got his name off the draft boards Up the draft boards So Carolina picking and People thought they might go quarterback But I mean, they just gave up too much last year Like the second and the third round pick To be like, alright, we're getting a new quarterback Because like, let's think about that You had Sam Darnold You traded a sec- your second and third round picks in this draft And then you're going to pick a quarterback now It's basically like you gave up your second and third round picks for nothing, so the GM had no other trade. Like people think you're, that they're gonna pick a quarterback here, no, not at six, like for sure. Maybe if they trade it back, but there's no way they're picking a quarterback at six because that that just like that looks so bad to the fans. You trade for this one guy, Sam Darnold. He's supposed to be young, pretty good. He didn't play great for the Jets, but he played good at USC. And then you're like, nope, uh, we're gonna we're gonna he's so bad that we're gonna. Uh, pick a quarterback and we're not gonna have a real first round, or uh, real pick until the fourth round Like where you build your team that you didn't have last year Like it, it just wouldn't make any sense So they get Iquanu, hopefully that helps out Sam Darn a little bit And, and, and Christian McCaffrey uh, Obviously their star start running back So moving on to seven, we got Evan Neal And, uh, my main takeaway with Evan Neal is he is very versatile And he's very like fit for an offensive lineman He's pretty big too And, uh like I, I feel like he can play wherever the Giants need him, and the Giants really needed help in the trenches this draft, and they sure did it with Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau. Moving on to the eighth overall pick, we got Drake London out of USC uh, for the Falcons, and really this is not a great situation for the Falcons to be in because I bet they wish they uh, I bet they wish that they could use this draft pick on maybe like. I, I, like anything else besides a wide receiver Because they're not in Wide receivers Mainly like I feel like a splashy pick Like Or you got a young quarterback And you're trying to get him his guy Or like You're a contender And all you need is that one more One more wide receiver And the Falcons don't got any of that. They have Marcus Mariota as their starting quarterback right now. They don't have a talented team. But they had to because they have no guys to throw the ball to. They don't got Russell Gage anymore. They don't have uh, Calvin Ridley for this year because he was gambling on NFL games. So they literally had to pick Drake London. And he's, he's a really good player. Like, he breaks tackles. He's a big body wide receiver. I like him a lot. But... The Falcons. I'm sure the Falcons. If you were to go back a year ago when they drafted Kyle Pitts, I'm sure they didn't think, "Oh yeah, we're gonna draft a wide receiver next year." They probably wished. They probably had other things that they were wishing to address, but like they couldn't. They had no wide receivers, so they needed Drake London. Um, number nine, we got a cross offensive tackle from Mississippi State, and um, he's he's he, the Seahawks. It's kind of it's kind of funny that now is when the Seahawks pick an offensive lineman and like a high round and it's literally a top ten pick it, because like Russell Wilson's main concern all the time was um uh, you know I, I I never have any help never have any protection he's got he's got help in wide receivers like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett he had a good running back in Chris Carson but he never had a good offensive lineman and now the Seahawks are like all right drew lock we're gonna try and make you as good as possible you still got some weapons with dk if he doesn't get traded you still got tyler lockett so we're gonna get you some protection now and i don't know drew lock he's not your quarterback for the future so like why didn't you do this a couple years ago when you still had russell wilson like I, russell wilson if you're still on the team he would approve this pick of charles cross but uh Anyway, the Seahawks finally, finally figure out that they need an offensive line, and it's uh, probably a good decision to pick Charles Cross there. He's a 6'5, 307 pound uh, offensive tackle, and uh, he'll be in Seattle for years to come, hopefully, for them. Alright, moving on to the 11th or the 10th pick of the draft, we got the, Giant, or the Jets back on the clock again, and this pick was Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Garrett Wilson was, of course, one of the three main wide receivers for the Ohio State Buckeyes last year, um, and also his teammate went right at uh, Ohio State went right after him in Chris Olave. And uh, Garrett Wilson, he's a really good like slot receiver. He like intermediate kind of stuff. He's really good at like possession possession catching. He's uh, he's gonna get some. He had great games for Ohio State, and uh, he's six foot one eighty three, and he's a six overall prospect in this class. Uh, he's also a big play threat on like crossers. I feel like, and uh, pairing him with Elijah Moore could be a very good combination for the Jets. And it gives underth- like it gives um, Zach Wilson no excuses. Like the the Jets will know what they got at quarterback this year uh, because they know that they put Zach Wilson with some with some pieces at wide receiver, and uh, we will see how he uh, responds to it. And uh, hopefully the Jets don't have this miserable a uh, season. As they did last year and the year before that, and it seems like every year of my life, because uh, Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner, those are some pretty good picks. Moving on to 11, as I mentioned, uh, the New Orleans Saints traded up with the Washington uh, Commanders, and they drafted Chris Olave, the other Ohio State wide receiver. Um, he's like the same type. He's like the same size as Garrett Wilson, six foot, 187. He's a smooth route runner. And he's, uh, he's so he kind of reminds me. He's like a little bit better version of a later guy in this draft. Well, I think he's, I think they're very comparable, but towards NFL scouts, he's better. He reminds me a lot of David Bell, another, the other wide receiver in this, in this class from Purdue. And, um, I think that the pairing of him and Michael Thomas in New Orleans will be interesting. And I'm excited to see how he's able to play with Jameis Winston. I feel like they can connect on a lot of deep plays. And I'm excited to see that next year. All right, and we got the Lions. They traded back into the first round, which I'm sure made their uh, made their fans pretty excited. They traded with Minnesota, and they were able to get their wide receiver Jamison Williams. And this is this is this is kind of a weird pick because, like I said earlier, with the Falcons, you don't really want to pick a wide receiver unless you have a really young quarterback you're trying to pair them with to you know give them some pieces to throw to, or you're that contender. That uh, can possibly just needs one more weapon And uh, the, the Lions quarterback is Jared Goff And they are horrible every single year So this is kind of like an outlier But maybe for next year Maybe the uh, the Lions trade up for uh, for like Bryce Young next year Or they're probably just going to be able to get him at their draft spot anyway Maybe they're thinking Bryce Young to Jamison Williams That'd be a good combination So anyway they trade up to get him And uh, I think it's a solid pick for the Lions overall Alright, at number 13 uh, is Jordan Davis, and he's not much of a, he went, went to Georgia, and now he's going to be on the Eagles, he's not much of like a pass rusher, but you cannot, you cannot move the, the run game on this guy, like it, it's impossible, he's 341 pounds, 6 foot 6, this guy is a beast, alright, he is going to stop run games like Ezekiel Elliott's going to have a very hard time running against Jordan Davis. Saquon Barkley, very tough time. Like this is very good, very good uh, spot for the for the Eagles. They got some good running backs. They also got Antonio Gibson in their division. So I think it's a big move by uh, the Eagles after. Uh, they had a okay season last year making it to the playoffs And uh, I think this is a good trade-up situation At uh, Cleveland, it's also kind of good for them They get more picks, you know, they, tra- they just trade for Deshaun Watson So they're a little short on picks And moving back is not a bad thing for them Alright, moving down to number 14 We got the Ravens and they picked Kyle Hamilton Safety out of Notre Dame Kyle Hamilton, uh, he's like a, he's a guy that was like top five projected at some points or earlier in the college football season. And he had a pretty solid season at Notre Dame. He's an All American, and the reason why I love this pick, I lo- I'm gonna do a Ravens reaction to their draft after it's all over, like uh, like on Sunday or somewhere around there. But I love this pick for the Ravens because last year they were getting burned by Jamar Chase and the Bengals. Like, they could not stop Jamar Chase. And it wasn't just Jamar Chase and the Bengals. Against the Rams, against literally any team, they are giving up the Vikings. I remember Justin Jefferson had a huge game for the Vikings against the Ravens. Like, literally every single game. It was, uh-oh, somebody beat our safeties and our cornerback because we don't have Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey playing anymore because they're both injured. And, uh-oh, the safeties, uh, they, they just let him right by, and, and oh, there's a 70-yard touchdown. So this is a big, big need. I know people might not think so because we just got Marcus Williams at free agency, and we just got and we have Chuck Clark. But, like, we needed to pile up on safety because as a Raven fan, I was tired of seeing wide receivers Okay, seventy-yard touchdowns against us—it's just—it's just can't happen because it's such a—it's like getting a kickoff return, but it was happening way too much. So I really like this pick for the Ravens getting Kyle Hamilton. All right, fifteen—we got uh, Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M. He's a—he's a guard for the Texans, and like I said, I thought the Texans would make an offensive line. And also, this was a trade they got from Miami uh, through Philly, so. Um, this te- this text. I really thought the Texans were gonna get an offensive lineman earlier, and now they they get one. And uh, Kenyon Green, uh, he's a good run blocker. So uh, I guess uh, I, he's not. I guess as good as a pass rusher. But if they want to build a run game in the future, and that'd be good for them. And honestly, I don't even know what to say much about this pick because the Texans are just in such a bad spot. Like, everybody knows they're not going to be good. So it's just like, yeah, it's a good piece to build around. Good offensive lineman. So uh, good pick for the Texans. Or, yeah, Texans. All right, moving down to number 16, and this is where Jahan Dotson went. I thought this might be a little early for the Penn State wide receiver, but the Washington Commanders decided to draft him here after trading down. And he's like the according to ESPN, he was the sixth best uh, wide receiver. And I remember him because I'm am a Purdue fan, so I remember him in the Big Ten. And I thought he I thought he was I thought he was all right, but he's kind of small. And I thought that uh, I thought they would go for like uh, a bigger bigger wide receiver because they already have Terry McLaurin. So. I thought maybe they would go for somebody more like uh, Traylon Burks, kind of do the Debo same little role, a little bit bigger, too, at 6225, and do- Dotson's only 5'11", 178, so he's not actually my favorite wide receiver in this class. I would not have picked him this early. I think it's kind of a reach for Washington, but anyway, moving on to 17, and this is where Zion Johnson, offensive guard. Out of Boston College And I really like this pick for the Chargers Because they need offensive line And they got it in 6'3 312 pound Boston College guard And uh, I think it's very good Because they need to protect They already got the wide receivers to, For Justin Herbert to throw to With uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen They just needed like a better offensive line And that's what they did in the first round They addressed that need, so I like it Alright, moving down to number 18 And this is the Traylon Burks um, pick for Tennessee, and they just traded A.J. Brown in this draft, so they really needed somebody to replace him if they wanted to be competitive next year, and I think Arkansas wide receiver Traylon Burks can do just that. People compare him to Debo Samuel a lot, and he's a kind of a similar athlete, so I think it's a very good uh, pickup for the Titans. And he, his ESPN comparison is actually also A.J. Brown, so it's kind of weird. He gets... Titans trade AJ Brown, and on the same night they get his college, uh, like gets his college comparison Trey Longbergs. All right, so moving on the 19th, we got Northern Iowa offensive tackle 6'7", 325, uh, Trevor Penning. and Penning is going to be able to. I think I really like the Saints offense next year with Kamara and uh, Thomas If he's healthy and Olave because now they got a good offensive lineman after losing Armstead to free agency and uh, I think he's going to be able to replace him pretty well so good pickup for the Saints I feel like the Saints fans are probably pretty excited about their first round with Olave and Penny all right moving down 20 so we're in the uh, last third of this draft here our last last little bit here and it's a uh, pit wide or pit quarterback Ken- Kenny Pickett and uh, Pickett. He's very he's he's like people say he's he not as okay. Here's the thing with Pickett. I'm like struggling talking. All right, Kenny Pickett. He's getting compared to Malik Willis a lot, right? And people are saying, oh, he's not as good an athlete as Malik Willis. But like Malik Willis is in like a plus plus athlete at quarterback position. I think people are sleeping on Kenny Pickett a little uh, too much because like. Remember, he has, some, he has some really good scrambles. He's an athletic quarterback, too. He can do play-action, and I feel like Pittsburgh fans are going to be so happy. They're not going to have this big, uh, old, fat guy and Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback anymore. He's going to be able to move and uh, run play-action better off of Najee. Like, it's it's such a good pickup. They can pound the ball with Najee Harris, and then, boom, play-action, and uh, deep pass to, I don't know, Deontay Johnson or someone. So... Uh, I like to pick up for the same or for the Steelers at uh, number 20 All right moving on to 21. We got Trent McDuffie uh, Washington cornerback and uh, Trent McDuffie last year for Washington he, His col his team was supposed to be doing better obviously they have two uh, Top-tier cornerbacks, but not a great season for Washington football last year, but still third best cornerback in the draft uh, Trent McDuffie going to Kansas City. Uh, it's, a, it's a good good pairing for them because Kansas City went hard on defense this year. They know they got Pat Mahomes, so like they don't need any offense. If they build up a, sh- a strong defense with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, they know that uh, they're going to win a lot of games. And that's what they did with uh, double defensive picks in this first round. All right, moving on to the 22nd overall pick by the Green Bay Packers. We got Quay Walker inside linebacker, Georgia. And uh they obviously got this pick in the Devontae Adams trade, and uh Quay Walker was the third best linebacker in this draft. He's 6'4, he's 241, he plays inside, and he's uh he's good awareness in zones, and uh I think I think the Green Bay Packers defense is looking really scary now with uh Kenny Clark, uh Yair, Yair Alexander, and uh I think Quay Walker can um, build to this already stacked defense. I think, like, I know Aaron Rodgers, and everybody's going to be clowning the Packers because, like, oh, you didn't get Aaron Rodgers a wide receiver. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. Well, now we're making it so that Aaron Rodgers has no excuses. He has no excuses for why he shouldn't, uh, why his, like, he can't be like, oh, the defense, the defense played awful. Like, if you draft the wide receiver and the defense doesn't play good, he's probably going to be like, yeah, I'll be happy that he's able to put up points with this wide, with a first-round wide receiver. But, like, at the same point, he's going to be mad because he's like, oh, man, if this defense, he's going to be thinking, oh, if this defense was just a little bit better, maybe we can win some games. Uh, so now you're taking that excuse out. It's just, like, throw it to the guys you got. And also, there's always a really good day two stud wide receiver that, like, he falls to the second or even the third round. And, like, DK Metcalf, he falls to the third round. Like you can get star wide receivers on day two. They obviously have in the past with Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson. Like the Packers can get a day two wide receiver, so it's really good for them to build up defense now. All right, moving on to twenty third overall pick. This was the Buffalo Bills trading up with the Ravens, um, who had previously traded. So I, I I'll get to that when I when we get to the Ravens second round pick, Or second over, second first round pick. But anyway, the Bills, they get uh, Kair Elam, a oh, cornerback from Florida, and he's 6'2", 191. He's uh, the fifth best cornerback in the class, and he's, uh, he's a tall corner, and he's going to be playing press a lot. So hopefully he can take the number one wide receiver away for the Bills' opponents away, uh, in the future. Alright, moving on to the 24th overall pick. We got Tyler Smith, offensive tackle, out of Tulsa. And uh, I think a lot of people thought he might fall into the second round. Uh, I've seen some uh, mock like, seven-round mock drafts or top, top second. Who's going to get the, like, I saw Bears mock drafts and, like, teams that don't have a first-round pick. And they're I know they are hoping he would fall to them. But no, the 6'5", 324-pound uh, offensive tackle goes to Dallas, and he'll be blocking for Prescott and run blocking for Zeke. All right, now. 25th overall pick the ravens selected iowa center tyler lindenbaum and uh, Obviously to get to this point they needed to trade uh, marquise brown away to um, The arizona cardinals and i know people are going to be thinking like oh my gosh i just traded away lamar's uh, Lamar's best guy over on the on baltimore and they they're really tight friends. So like, how is Lamar gonna be thinking about the front office now, going into contract negotiations? Like, is she gonna be mad at them for turning away this guy? But um, overall, like if we think of this like just as like a, a just like f- names on paper, uh, I think the Ravens actually did pretty good here. Uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler Lindenbaum, he's six foot two, so a little bit smaller for a center, but he's actually a really good uh, run blocker, and of course, that's what the Ravens love to do. Also, uh, I, they had to replace Bradley Bozeman, who left for Carolina uh, last year, or this free agency, and if we remember going back a couple years to the Bills playoff game, they had so many over snaps uh, at the center position, that like I don't think Ravens fans ever want to have to worry about not having a good center again, so uh, that's what Lindenbaum's gonna do. All right, twenty sixth pick of this draft, the New York Jets traded up and they got Florida State defensive end Jermaine Johnson the second, and I was really surprised to see Jermaine Johnson fall this far down the board. I would have been okay if the Ravens got him at fourteen. Like that's the guy I was looking at. And uh, a lot of people think he can be a really good edge rusher that's also, I guess, able to drop back a little bit. And people, he reminds people a lot of Dallas Cowboys linebacker slash pass rusher uh, Michael Parsons. And so I think the Jets, this is like a this is a really good draft for the Jets. Getting Sauce Gardner, getting um, Garrett Wilson, and getting Jermaine Johnson. I think Jets fans actually have a lot of things to look forward to next year, which is kind of crazy to say, but... I think they actually have some good pieces and might be able to be a little bit better the next year. So good pick, good draft by the Jets. All right, then we got Jacksonville, and they have the 27th pick. And they obviously got they got this pick from Tampa, and they used it to draft Utah inside linebacker Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd is 6'3", 237, and he can get to the ball quickly. Um, he gets by blocks very quick as he can slip them. And uh, he plays like a safety, he kind of is like a safety, he's not like a huge inside linebacker, but he he has very good ball skills, he can clean stuff up. So I like this pick for Jacksonville, they got to get good athletes, and Devin Lloyd is definitely a good athlete. Alright, moving on to the 28th overall pick, the Green Bay Packers are back on the clock, and I think a lot of people expected them to draft a wide receiver here. Um, but instead they go with Devontae Wyatt, Georgia defensive tackle He was alongside Jordan Davis this year And uh, he's a little bit smaller, but he's still definitely really big, 6'3", 304 And I think he's going to fit into the Packers defense really well Since he played with a really good uh, defensive tackle in Jordan Davis at Georgia last year And they have a really good defensive tackle in Kenny Clark at Green Bay So I, I, I expect him to fit in perfectly to this defensive line that the Packers are building so I think good pick for the Packers And then moving on to our next pick We got the Patriots drafting Cole Strange Chattanooga offensive guard And uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the video yet But um, the Rams were uh, Like Sean McVay he was reacting to the to the draft. He was doing a press interview, and they thought that he was gonna fall to the third round. So as we see another reach by uh, by Bill Belichick here. I don't think I don't think Bill understands that he can wait. He can wait longer or trade up if he really feels like it. But he should not take in a first round pick on Cole Strange. Probably he's a 6'5", uh, 307 hundred seven pound offensive guard, and he he's I mean. I guess he wants to protect Mac Jones, but I feel like he could have waited a little bit longer. This is one of the rare picks that I don't think was a very good decision. Uh, then we got the 30th overall pick. The Kansas City Chiefs selected George Karloftis out of Purdue. Now, watching a lot of Purdue games last year, George Karloftis was definitely uh, a presence down low. And he's really good at, in the in the run game and the pass game. And I know people don't think he, has a, he can't get to the quarterback as good. But against Iowa last year, Iowa always has a good offensive line, but against Iowa last year, he was able to get to the, uh, Spencer Petras a lot, and I think that he can be a good pass rusher for the Chiefs, and they're going to be able to keep uh, Chris Jones inside more, so I think it's a really good pickup, and also, like, just any anything the Chiefs can get on defense to help Patrick Mahomes in the offense, it's, it's a good pick. Alright, moving down to the final two picks of the draft, we got two safeties. First one, Daxton Hill from Michigan, uh going to Cincinnati. And uh, Daxton Hill, he's he was the number he's like the number two safety. So you got you obviously got, got Kyle Hamilton, he was like top of his class safety, and you got Daxton Hill was right was right behind him, he's six foot, one ninety one, uh and he's got he's really quick and he can be a ball hawk in the secondary, get some interceptions and not allow uh over the top throws. Moving on to the last pick of the first round, we got the Minnesota Vikings drafting safety Lewis. uh, kind, see, ah, uh, see, I don't really know how to say this guy's name, but Lewis Seen from Georgia, and uh, I thought that the safety from Penn State was going to be the second uh, safety off the board, but, uh, here the Vikings decide to help out their second door secondary probably probably a good thing because I know Vikings fans were very mad at the amount of uh, comebacks that they allowed late in the fourth quarter and hopefully uh, Scott can help them sure that up so moving back to the, to recap this first round I think a lot of teams had a lot of good a lot of good picks um, really some of the only ones that I thought were really bad was uh, like Texans I thought that was a little weird to Trey, or to draft Derek Stingley that early, but it's not like that big of a deal. I think that the Falcons got uh, forced into a not great situation to draft a wide receiver, but that's fine. And then, honestly, probably like the other pick that I don't think makes a lot of sense is the Patriots pick, and and also I think uh, Jahan Dotson at sixteen was a real a little bit early, but obviously, I mean the uh, Washington thought that that guy, that uh, was their guy. And they traded back. So they were, like, aware that um that he wasn't supposed to be going at 11. But maybe all they could go back was to 16. So, I mean, they got their guy, obviously. Anyway, that wraps up my first round of the NFL Draft uh, recap. And uh, we'll see you next time.